Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Nerd On Update, the weekly show where we talk about the news that excites us, but also where we answer questions from you, the listeners. Um, we don't introduce ourselves, and I am going to go straight into my news topic. Do, Do it, it up, um, Tom. And so I want to continue keeping the conversation Tell alive. Um, Black Lives Matter is still um, full swing. Conversations keep going. Everyone should be involved and be yes. part of the conversations, learning about it. And so what I want to talk about is something really big uh, in my side of the world, because typically, you know, me as a DC, blah, blah, blah. Um, but um, <laughs> I've been more of the HBO, uh, HBO Max man. Um, and HBO Max um, recently... Um, and alongside films like Just Mercy and Selma that went uh, free to rent and free to stream on um, streaming services, HBO Max released Gone with the Wind, um, part of their thing, part mm-hmm. of their lineup. Mm-hmm. However, um, writer for Twelve Years a Slave, uh, John Ridley, um, spoke about this and did like an op-ed conversation, an interview where he said. Why? And I mean, Gone with the Wind. If you don't know about it, you know it's like an old movie. You know, you may not be into it, but to this day, it is the most um, profitable film of all time with inflation. Um, so to this day. And even then, um, uh, it portrays um, black people as happy slaves. And um, John Ridley, um, the writer for 12 Years of Slave, said, this is probably not a film that would be good right now to you know have the conversation about the what it is to be black in America. And so HBO Max took it out um, and people got pissed. Um, but um, what HBO Max and Warner Brothers and at t all them, you know, the propers have made in a statement said, we will bring it back, but we will bring it back with a statement from um, black filmmakers and black storytellers talking about how this doesn't really um, help and portray in a, in a, what Black Lives Matter really is all about. And so they will do a new wow. lineup with um, films by black storytellers, um, which I think also stirred a bit of a a cool opportunity for the streamers to highlight um, black films. And so Netflix in that same vein um, created a uh, collection. If you go on their, their user interface called more than a moment. And that is a collection of films um, about, you know, black lives and black and, and black storytellers telling those things. So it's not like, you know, white savior crap. So um, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, I think everyone should go out. Um, and check out that stuff because, you know, we are, quote unquote, at the time of this recording, California has, quote unquote, cautiously opened up. But I would still, I'm going to be staying in for the most part. So I am going to be watching those streamers as much as I can. Um, yeah. And then my second bit of news is a, is a bit of a, tra- a tragedy. It's a bit, it's a big tragedy, um, but it's more of a dour note um, because Denny O'Neill um, passed away oh, on this yeah. week. And if you don't know who this is, um, a lot of people say he's the legendary writer for Batman comic books and made him the dark person, dark character that he is today. For me, what I really appreciated from him is that work from Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams worked together on Green Lantern and Green Arrow. And during this time, um, this was when comic books were kind of falling to the background because the sensationalist stories weren't really popping anymore. And this is also at the time of like comic books were debauchery. They were like, Light pornography, their their literacy for the illiterate. They were, um, you know, they weren't taken serious at all. And so, um, I forget his name, Julius, he was the head editor-in-chief at DC at the time, brought on 
uh, Danny O'Neill to do a Green Arrow story or a Green Lantern story. And um, Green Lantern stories had been, you know, dwindling and all that stuff. And to this day, the story that I'm talking about um, isn't even one of the, like, the most popularized, like, um, like, it doesn't sell the most copies, but it was one that kind of elevated what the comic book genre was. Um, before this point, um, Danny O'Neill also had worked at Marvel and was the one that brought Frank Miller into Marvel and was the one that uh, helped create the story of with Tony, uh, Tony Stark and having his addiction with alcohol. Um, and um, what the story is with Green Lantern and Green Arrow, Green Arrow was much more of the, the liberal character, the, the hero that fights for the people. And Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, was more of the conservative authoritarian who's like, I'm a space cop, and so I can't deal with these small human things. And the first three panels are probably the most prolific panels in a lot of comic book history that even I think Alan Moore doesn't really t- touch upon where there's this black man, um, an older black man who says to Hal Jordan's like, hey, man, I heard there's a story where you save these people of blue skin and you save these people of orange skin. But why don't you ever stay around here and save people with the black skin? And um, so Green Arrow and Green Lantern go on this cross-country road trip around America to try to actually combat things like slumlords and organized crime and things like that instead of like the galactic space battles. Um, and so, you know, Denny O'Neill also created characters like Ra's al Ghul, Ta- Talia al Ghul. Oh, wow. um, he, um, he did a lot. I'm, I'm kind of blanking now. The, the spotlight's on me and thinking about it, but he, he's done so much for the comic book industry that like, if there's things that you love, he, he's the one that introduced uh, John Stewart as the, uh, the second Green Lantern. Um, so there's there's a lot of things that um, the comic book oh, industry wouldn't be today uh, without him. And um, yeah, so uh, he passed away. And so if everyone's at home, you know, take a moment to, to remember um, the wonderful works that he did. He worked as an editor for a lot of people who worked on Batman. And he, you know, um, yeah, uh, uh, it, it, it's, it was a big uh, tremor in the comic book community. And uh, seeing the Capes Crusaders, who was also part of the Nerd On family, talk about it, I was like, let's make sure our, our Nerd On fam on the update hear about it, too. That's all I got. Dope. I can go next. Wow. Do it. Uh, other side of things, Xbox Series X released a big update uh, the same day as PlayStation did. I wonder huh. if there was a correlation between those two releasing hmm. information. Uh, we know a lot about their specs. We've talked about it over here. I want to talk about... Um, just three things, or really two things, I guess, uh, mainly about what was announced. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is a thing called Project X Cloud. And it's going to be something available to uh, Xbox Game Pass holders. And nice. it's going to allow you to play your games from your Xbox on most smart devices without download. Ooh. So uh, the controller is going to be able to be paired with your device through Bluetooth, it looks like. Uh, not as many details as I'd like on there, but from what I read, essentially it's going to be like a desktop uh, mirror uh, for your Xbox. And you, it's an app you're going to have on your phone. You're going to be able to open it up, play any of your titles using the controller on your device so you can kind of play anywhere you have internet access. It sounds um, like um, like an updated, like more refined version of what the Switch was doing. Yeah, and it's supposed to be, you know, uh, they're pushing for cross-play through... PC, Xbox, and now mobile devices as well. Nice, uh, which is which is a huge. The big picture they have is a uh, Xbox One, a Series X controller with an attachment with a phone attached to it, and you can nice. kind of take it anywhere you need. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the uh, 
fact that not only will they have thousands uh, of titles due to Game Pass, everything is going to be backwards compatible through the Xbox library. Um, but the first thing that they wanted to announce here, let me get this name right, is uh, the smart delivery, Xbox smart delivery. Uh, and what that is, is uh, speaking of someone who had this issue where I bought Diablo 3 for my Xbox 360 and the Xbox One came out and Blizzard forced you to buy it again. Uh, Xbox is going away with that. Smart delivery means any game you've bought, you have it on future consoles. Nice. Um, wow. Since everything's going to be backwards compatible from now on. So any game you buy on the Xbox One X right now will be available on your Series X when you bring that home uh, using smart delivery, uh, which wow. is a huge, huge deal. Um, I don't know if it crosses over to the PC ports because a lot of the games you have on um, Game Pass are available on your Windows PC as well. Mm. Um, because any game that is made by the Microsoft Corporation or any partners that have agreed to this deal, anything that's made by them that is made for both is cross-platform play. So like nice. Sea of Thieves, well, uh, I mean, Gears of War, all that kind of if, stuff. If yeah. Blizzard is going to be able to play ball, then I think hopefully mostly everybody should be able to play yeah, ball. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, so yeah, that's that was those are the two big things I wanted to talk about. Um, the smart delivery one I'm particularly excited for because... I have been the victim, I'm going to say victim here, uh, of having to buy multiple copies of a game because everyone has moved on to the next uh, yeah. console and it's you know not backwards compatible or whatever it may be. Um, and Xbox over the last four or five years has really pushed to bring all of their titles uh, into the new generation and uh, therefore with their new console launching, everything backlogged will be available. I, I do want to make a little bit of a light joke about it where I did see... Um, after the reveals of the consoles, it was like, choose your fighter, the mini fridge, the Wi-Fi router, and then it showed the, the Nintendo Switch dock, it's like, or the toaster. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah. like it's so you know? good. I mean, yeah. so I mean good. I'm hoping for, I'm hoping Sony and, and Microsoft reach some sort of agreement on, on some more cross-play titles, because yeah. there have been a few. There have been a yeah. couple um, with uh, Rocket League, and I believe Dauntless was the other one. Mm. Um, and I'm just, I'm hoping you for think it. Fortnite stands to make a lot of uh, money off of that. Yeah. But except I don't think they do as of right now. Right. I think it's Xbox and mobile and then yeah. PlayStation is their own Xbox, mobile yeah. PC, and then PlayStation I mean, has their yeah, own server. Any type of online battle royale, you feel like they should be the, one of the first few people to do this, but yeah. you can't, you can't do it with PC. That's very, very hard. Um, no price for either of them has been announced as of right now of recording. So definitely yeah. interested uh, in that. Yeah, I mean, a lot mm. of awesome video game news came out. I mean, I unfortunately, Ali is not feeling well, so he is not here. I'm mm. sure he was going to talk about the PS5. He's going to be the PS5. I'm, I'm, ex, I'm excited oh, yeah. about PS5. I'm not going to do that as my news because I don't have enough information, and I don't, I'm just excited about it uh, as a PS person. My news is actually two trailers that were dropped this week. Um, first mm-hmm. is Bill and Ted Face the Music. Um gotcha. I almost <laughs> cried watching it. I was just Aww. so excited. It it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm just I knew you were going to be excited I'm, about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just really excited. I knew you were going to cry like about it. It's almost based on this trailer. It it kind of looks like it's almost a love letter, so to speak, to the originals. Oh, yeah. Um, it just it's a little kooky. You can tell from it. I mean, <laughs> Prison Bill and Ted looked hilarious. Um, yeah. And then the other trailer that dropped that I just... It's a little I dark, just, but yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, I am so excited for a game trailer that dropped, and that is for Horizon 2. 
I just lost my mind because I happened to be watching uh, Caitlin's stream with Lanny Pator, <laughs> and I was watching it, and I was like, wait, is this? And then the Gorilla Games logo came up, and I went, it is! Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Horizon 2, Forbidden West. Um, I loved Horizon Zero Dawn 1. I It's one of the few games in my gaming life that I have platinumed. I just enjoyed it so much, and so I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see a, a new one. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I want to piggyback and say I was I was too hyped and all wet about Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, yeah. dude, oh, all, all the confusion. Ooh, I'm not even gonna that. have a PlayStation, but that's I'm. Stoked. I'll let you borrow mine just so you could play it. <laughs> um, and it's cool because a lot there's a lot of confusion there. It's like, is it a standalone game? It's like it's an expansion. It's like so it's a DLC, and then it's like no, it's its own game. It's like okay, so it's not a sequel. It's like it's not a sequel. It's like okay. And so to me, I'm like, that's fine. If it's like a Spider-Man, Miles Morales, that's a game, and it's small and short, but it's like Miles Morales game. They could do that for every Spider-Man character. So they could do it with Silk. They could do it with Spider-Gwen. They could do it with Agent Venom. I'm like, that's a huge market. That Spider-Man like, 2099? 2099. Like the Arkham series hasn't done that. And I'm like, yeah. hey, look, Arkham, you had your time. You will come back you soon. I get it. Let Spider-Man have its day. I don't want to see this fucking stupid trivial rivalry. Let's just have everyone enjoy it. Like this is this Was is a wonderful a time. Everyone has a rivalry. Everyone's oh. like Xbox versus PlayStation. It's like yo, fucking let the gamers just win and not create this stupid narrative that there has to be this battle. Yeah. Um. So, but that was my so stop. Okay. So, so I was I was <laughs> so convinced that Josh would be so excited for this that I actually put it in the news for in for the news me. note for him. And oh he texted me and he said, "Your news is filled in." And I was like, <laughs> I said, what? found your news for the week. And then he went, and he was like, you filled it in for me. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to make sure you got dibs. <laughs> Strange no things are afoot at the oh, Circle K. My God. Caitlin? Uh, Fair. Um, so speaking of this press event that yes. happened. Um, <laughs> I don't know if y'all know, we, we've been doing, we did group streams a lot. Uh, and we were playing through Resident Evil 7 together. And that kind of was the beginning of uh, what's been Your happening journey. in my life for the last several months. I've been playing through the Resident Evil series um, on, on Twitch, over on our Twitch channel. And uh, I was like, okay, there's a lot of these games, but you know what? It's, it's fun. We're having a good time. It's okay. And then during the press briefing, um, someone was like, oh, man, it's, it's new God of War. And then I saw this lacy doily thing in the window, and I was like, that's not God of War. They don't have doily lace in God of War. That's not a thing. And someone goes, Resident Evil 8? I and like, I heard, no. 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 <laughs> I, I think I remember no. saying, any other franchise, please. <laughs> Silent Hill. And, uh, yep. <laughs> Resident Evil 8's uh, coming uh, in August of next year, I believe. Village. Um, Wait, Resident Evil Village. It's, it's called Village. V-I-I-I uh, is in there. It's going to come in 2021. And uh, there's werewolves in there. That's easy. That's and fine. probably vampires. Uh, I feel like Resident Evil is just like eating the monster universe slowly but surely. Um, well, it starts with zombies. have everything. Yeah. It starts with zombies, and then it's got like little spaghetti noodles, monsters, and then I mean they've definitely done just gory monsters to begin with, like the just the the hunters, and then you know like little dudes and zombie dogs, yeah, little liquors, yeah, little dudes in the sewers, little, little woof woofs. I mean um, they got everything in there, really. I mean, so it's it's kind of like it looks really cool, 
if I wasn't holding the controller, but I'm going to have to. So, <laughs> so that's there's like that. my news where it's like, I'm excited because it looks cool. Like this is more in the who, fantasy realm that, that I enjoy. Do we know who the protagonist is? No, um, it's, it's e, uh, Ethan. Wait, you play Ethan. as Ethan and I don't um, know if he's like a, oh, that's that'd be the main guy from Seven. Yeah, Ethan, it's Ethan Winters, and he, like, is with his wife, Mia, and basically you watch Chris Redfield come in and shoot Mia to death. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. and you're like, what yeah. happened to Chris? Yeah, Why is he this way? he's, like, big, thick boy now. Yeah, he's always he's been thick. No, 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 he's he always was, been thick. He's he got his ass thick, handed but... to him too many times by Wesker, and then, okay. by, well, you'll get to it, he punches boulders. Oh! <gasps> And that's what I'm, I'm saying. So like you're gonna, you're getting to the point where it's like alone. it's starting to become that Capcom legacy. Now we're getting back to horror. So, um, yeah, five so, probably. Is, he, so is that five coming. that he punches? That was uh, five. He punches. Yeah, boulders. well, five punches. Shove in purview before long. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, Resident Evil Eight. That's a. I'm excited? Question mark. Yeah. I'm super excited. I'm excited. Uh, I, I like the Resident Evil franchise. I don't know how you've been experiencing it. If you, do you like it? <laughs> I, I do. I, I will say that like as far as horror games go, from what I know of them, I enjoy... There was actually... Uh, Julie has been editing over on our YouTube channel, the, the Nerd on TV one. She's been highlighting the, 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 my Twitch streams of that. And there was actually one of them that started with, I forgot there were zombies in this game. <laughs> and I had a little panic attack then, of course, because I don't want to f- touch zombies. But like, I like the puzzle aspects of it, and oh, okay. I do like that's that it's a little kooky at times and yeah. a little like, it's very like, self aware. So it's I'm it's so fun. excited for you to get to five, four, Com- five. Compared to Silent Hill, like Silent Hill is much more like you can't really kill a lot of things, and you're really just doing a lot of fetch questy stuff, not so much. Oh, puzzle-y stuff. see, I, I don't think I'd enjoy that as much. So. Yeah. I, I will say that I have I have been enjoying playing through Resident Evil like the series. Getting to kill them it's is just a little more. Very, it's yeah, it's far more cathartic to be able to destroy the thing that is scary because I have to panic. keep running from it. Yeah. yeah, keep keep having to keep running from it is hard. That's why Resident Evil Three was hard. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's my me. That's my me. That's my news. Nice. <laughs> Resident Evil Eight is going to be moving in my life. Moving right on. Moving on right to right some last along. questions. The last part of our show in which we answer questions from you, the people. The people. And you can submit your questions to our internet email, questions at nerdon.tv. You can also go to nerdon.io backslash questions and submit them there. There are also um, channels on our Discord server if you join that. Uh, nerdon.io backslash Discord in which you can submit your questions. And if you are a member of the Nerdon Nation, you get what we call a nerd on nudge to the front of the line where you, can get, where you can get your questions answered. And you can ask anything like Jeremy M. asks, what would the Bizarro version and or evil twin of you be like? Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. The Bizarro version of me. I mean, there's a difference between a Bizarro version and an evil version, right? So... What so would, I mean, <laughs> to quant- quantify, Bizarro is really fun because he doesn't have heat vision. He has ice beam vision, and he doesn't have cold breath. He has fire breath, and he doesn't have X-ray vision where you can see everything behind in front of him. He has X-ray vision where you can see everything behind him. 
<laughs> so like there's a little bit of stupidity that comes into a bizarro version yeah. versus an evil twin version. Right. So bizarro version is literally the opposite where evil twin is just like the evil version of yourself. Evil, evil foil. It's it should be yeah. Moriarty to Sherlock. Right. Um wow. so it's two two separates there. Immediately. What was yours, mm-hmm. Corey, before Caitlin interrupted? No, I'm saying there's <laughs> two there's two options there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Caitlin, go ahead. Uh the complete opposite. Like the the evil version of me has a bunch of free time. The first thing I thought of was uh, Peaky Blinders, Tatiana. The evil version of you, <laughs> Tom's face right now. Yeah, that's maybe the, like, that's why I, I liked her then. Oh, <laughs> she's wow. not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I would say that she's like a, the complete opposite of me, just because like she she's so. In control. There's like no structure to her at all. Like, may I'm like I'm I I'm weird with time margins sometimes, but everything has to be really structured in my life, or I like feel very uncomfortable. And Tatiana in that show is just like, you know, I'm gonna do whatever I want, whatever I want, and it's gonna go how I want, and like is just like or it murderous, won't, okay. violent, scary person. <laughs> She's also fine with it not going how she wanted. Yep. She, she's almost like an embodiment of anarchy, which is kind of cool. Yes. Which I just, that's <laughs> not me. Uh, Josh or Corey? Mine. I don't know, man. I think Maybe mine. I am the evil version of myself. <laughs> Rick and Morty. You killed the real version. We are version. the toxins. Yeah, maybe the good version's out there somewhere. <laughs> Says the guy who only likes to buy like recyclable goods and doesn't like using single-use plastic. Maybe only that's do that where so his evil good. lies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's all it's all a manipulation. That's the misdirect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he does this thing. Jo- but he recycles. Josh, what's yours? I have a back room where I just kill chinchillas for six hours a day. Oh. oh. Wow. Oh, too vivid. <laughs> they are comfortable. Uh, wow. Um, mine would be... Why um, so specific? <laughs> let's see. Probably deeply um emotionally disconnected emotionally disconnected um would have no consideration for other people um would be confident <laughs> um so Sherlock Holmes yeah so Dr. Doom <laughs> <laughs> yeah be a psychopath apocalypse um, um <laughs> Tom for me, no, no, that's my be, answer for the opposite uh, of me. Is baby. For me, my evil twin, because the, bar- the bizarro version to me is kind of like what I feel like is my insecure version. Like it's who I don't want to be. Um, yeah. But an evil twin version for me would be like uh, someone who probably came from pri- privilege. Um, that they're. Um, ancestors weren't slaves to a Thai king um, and uh, someone that's probably married and has two kids uh, someone who has everything that I have and I don't have right now but they did it because I, they um, Corey's gonna answer I think all their friendships were no? based around how, how well they could step over them and take those ideas and make them theirs I think um, we all need to go to therapy because <laughs> all of the evil I'm versions of there. ourselves 
you, all the evil versions of ourselves are like they're really free and um, they're really strong and <laughs> they don't they don't have confidence issues. And I was about to be. I was like, what's the opposite of me? Doesn't have back problems. Um, <laughs> is successful. Wait a sec. Hold on. <sighs> we'll probably would probably have uh, probably be a set for mommy movies instead of dad movies. <laughs> yeah, they have a thing for um, chill old white women without beards. Tom, I don't know why, but what what popped in my head for you as like an opposite is what is it? Booster Gold. No, I love that guy. He's a good guy, but he is a fraud. But in his early, in his early, like before he develops more, isn't doesn't he just like go to the past with a bunch of cool gadgets because he's like I can do cool stuff and he's like I'm gonna be well he's like first I'm gonna be hero and then all of a sudden he's like I'm gonna be rich. And he goes like NASCAR and then he's just like, oh shit, maybe I should be a hero. And like, he is like, quote unquote, time's most valuable hero because he goes and corrects it a lot. Um, right. But yeah. like, I'm, I'm saying it it for uh, bad er- early days, Booster Gold is like yeah. the opposite of you. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess. Uh, <laughs> the opposite uh, of me would be that the. Bizarro Corey likes people more than animals. Um, the opposite of me would uh, despise technology or undervalue promises and would, yeah, live alone. Really just hate you sound people. Like a, it sounds like a, a hermit in the mountains. Who like yeah. likes this? Their like mountain community. That only sounds like and nothing one else. Of, and it sounds like one of my and is like yeah yeah. Clint Eastwood. Like, I'd be Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> and that, sound, that sounds like one of my skill trees. Should my life go, continue to spiral down? <laughs> but um, oh no! I was gonna say I was like my. I was like in all honesty, it's like it's probably whoever the hero of the remake of live action Lion King. <laughs> Oh it was like what? status quo all the day. Do not just dis- dis- do not uh, distribute the wealth to the hyenas at all. Um, um, yeah. So uh, next question. Next so your question <laughs> comes from Jackie. She asks, "If you were a Jedi, what color would your lightsaber be?" Purple. Oh, I know. I know this question. Or do we want to just say what our favorite one is, or what it would really be? If both. we, I don't know that. that uh, Explain how I could tell I don't you. Know. Do, do yours well, I know first. Some of the colors, but I just don't know. Well, I don't know. Do yours so first. Part. When I've gone into these games and done like the personality tests and answering the questions for the Jedi Council and like Knights of the Old Republic, I always got Jedi Guardian, which is a green lightsaber. Um, where uh, which was like Qui Gon Jinn, kind of diplomatic folk, try to keep the peace, all that kind of stuff. There's Jedi Knights who were the blue lightsabers who were more like defenders. Uh, and then there were Jedi Sentinels, which are the yellow lightsabers who are uh, kind of like, they, they, they're really like they're Bastila like had a yellow lightsaber. So she did like battle meditation. It was strategic and stuff like that. Purple was specific for Samuel L. Jackson. They retconned it that he had both practiced the dark and light side of the force. And therefore he was at balance with both. And that's why he had a purple lightsaber. White. Well, though, okay, so if you want to go outside that, there's no real uh, reason for those, uh, anything outside of those colors. The other ones are mm. you found those crystals, and that's what it is. So, mm. like, white so, or black so, lightsaber is just kind of cool, and that was one saber for a Mandalorian who decided he wanted to fight Jedi. 
So Ahsoka um, having a white one doesn't mean anything. Not in the context of like where where it should be placed. The yeah. fact that she's just a great Jedi is it's. I think it has those, exclusive to that. Those have more to do with story and alignment now mm-hmm. than anything. Uh, it's kind of like symbology. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a character <laughs> in Knights of the Old Republic two who has a silver lightsaber, and you you can decide of it. But she also has all white clothes and white hair, and she's kind mm-hmm. of this gray area mm-hmm. uh, throughout the story until you find out later on she leans to one side or the other. It's probably um, the same with the uh, orange too, right? Orange, yeah. I mean. If you watch the if you watch the documentaries behind like the the prequels, Sam Jackson was fighting for purple, 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 and mm-hmm. George is like, no, there's only these three or there's the only, red for yeah. for the kyber crystal, and it's red because it's a, it's a synthetic crystal. It's not a real red crystal. It's fake, and that's why it's red. In wasn't it in the legends though <laughs> that like they got the red ones because they were taking regular Jedi ones and they were actually, uh, I guess, attuning it with the dark side of the force and making it bleed red. I don't remember. I, I can't speak to that. Possibly. That sounds about right. But I just know that the ones now are, are not real. They're, they're, um, they're real crystals. They're grown, though, like fake. They are not that's, naturally grown crystals. That's you can in get the con- like a, a kyber crystal set at home and grow it in a cup. Yeah, that's yep. what the, the Sith do. They're more like the yeah. living geodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, um, that's like one of the first arcs, <laughs> I think, with Darth Vader. Is that Palpatine Stop. sends him out. It's like, you must kill this Jedi to get his lightsaber because that's the lightsaber for you. And then you'll bleed it. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, so. I dig huh. it. Um, so what's yours, Corey? Mine was green, I said. I was. I always came out when I answered the question. I mean, in the games, I would choose whatever I want eventually, but when I first answered like the series of tests, it was G- Jedi Guardian, Keeper of the Peace. Um, and I'm cool color, with that. I what color purple. do you want, Caitlin? Purple. Okay, two purples. Um, I like purple. Purple. Um, in all honesty, I'd probably... like. Sorry, I got that backwards. I got that back. I'm just remembering. Blue is counselor. Hmm. Strong in the force. uh, Sorry, green is counselor. Yes. Strong Um, in the force. Blue blue is guardian. Strong in skill. Defender. Right. Um, Got my phrasings. I I feel like I'd want to go, if I can choose, I would go red. You know? Um, Because it's badass. Oh, wow. Wait. No, what? Shock. But then, in all honesty, I think if I were to like probably choose the thing, I'd be like, here's a blue one. It's like, I guess, man. It's a lightsaber. It'd be a grumpy blue or red. (laughs) Well, like, to me, I always feel like, yeah, I would have definitely aligned to what, like, to the good side of things because I do want, you know, natural life and shit like that. But there would be a lot of times where it's like, we can save him if we just intervene, motherfuckers, and that's not the natural way, which is not the Jedi way. So it's like, I guess. And so, like, but that also also makes me feel like I'd be a sentinel where it's like uphold the fucking like code as much as you can. Um, even if you don't like it. Um, so next question. Next question comes from last question. Uh, yes. Last question. This comes from, and, uh, I'm going to say this note because it's funny. Uh, Mora, not Moira, Josh. There's a whole long, uh, joke with that. Moira knows it, so thank you. For- oh <laughs> Mora, even Mora knows it? <laughs> Josh. Uh, their question is, is there a movie that you feel is more compelling than the book source material, i.e. Kubrick's The Shining, Interpretations Over King's Book? I'm sorry. I, I, maybe I, what, it was, what was it? One more time. Is there a movie that you feel is more compelling than the book source material? Fight Club. Chuck Palahniuk has even gone on record to say that Fincher fixed his story. Wow. Um, I think there's some interesting aspects from the book that they leave out of why Project Mayhem starts 
in the mind of of the narrator, but the ending and the play of it all, having read and watched them multiple times, I think is the movie is more compelling than the book. Um, and then hearing Chuck Palahniuk say that was like, okay, I dig it. If the writer says it about his own story, then guess that's it. I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board. Josh. I can't Kaylin? think of one. I mean, really? I you can't think, think of, of a ring or something like that that might have a fellowship? I'll agree with that. I love those books, but I would say the movies are more compelling. Well, there we go. The extended editions. Look at that. You found You're my welcome. answer for me. There's some aspects from the book Thanks. that I don't dig as much, like having Frodo be like 50. I think it's more interesting I mean, to what have what if he was a, an old, a chill old white guy with a beard? Gandalf's already there. <laughs> um, and they do, I mean, they still touch on the cooler aspects, like Aragorn being 80 years old is in the extended editions, and that he's not human. He's a different breed of of human, a pre-human race kind of thing, where they live to be 120 or whatever oh it is. Um, yeah. So, like, stuff like that. I think I think that Peter Jackson made some great choices. I wish we still got Tom Bombadil, but yeah, that you was, can't that put was everything. That was going to be the first thing I brought up. And if that if Tom we have to sacrifice Bill. that for the good stuff we got from the movie, I'm cool with it. Yeah, mm, yeah. Okay, Josh. It then what are the rings? Um, I got you. Thanks. It's hard because it's for me when I think about like book right. Um, <laughs> it's hard to awkward. Hmm. Things that come up to my come to my mind are maybe either um, the Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really loved the movie. Um, Don Kutuo. Um, mm. I really loved the the recent movie, not the uh, Gerard Depardieu version. That's like six, eight hours long or something like that. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Um, Jim Caviezel and Richard Harris was mm. one of his Train last spotting, movies. Dude, um, I haven't read the book, so oh. So it's it's one of those things Can't that there say. are many, yeah. many movies that I love That's, yeah. that I know have book source I, material, but I haven't read it yet. So yeah. um, can almost I would place bets on it. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe yeah. I, I'm 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 in that same boat with you, Josh. Where it's like, there's a lot of movies that are based on books, and I'm like, I haven't read the book. Yeah. So I feel like I can't say that yet. Anne Rice's interview with a vampire. Hmm. Maybe the movie is better. It's a fun the, movie. The movie is a lot of fun. But it's hard because they change things. So like when they change things, it's like they they use the book. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's very any of the Harry Potters. Not really. Um, no, because yeah, they for me they sorry. both have their place. Um, yeah. I fair. I would say that the book is a little bit easier because you don't like two hour two and a half hours is feel it's it's easier to argue almost that it could it could feel bloated versus a book. It's a book. How do you compare the a book? I haven't read it. The so Hobbit like, movie is more compelling than the n- book? No, it's bloated. Oh, yeah, for sure. Of course it's bloated. <laughs> I was agreeing with your point. I was yeah. saying that the on the opposite of that scale, there's... In other news, water. What? Just, I'm just read The Hobbit, y'all. Just read that. Don't worry, um, don't worry about the movies. If I were to give a go at it for something that I think um, is more compelling than the book, and the only thing I could think about that comes to mind in memory... Marvel Civil War. I'm just kidding. What the fuck the is wrong expression. with you? That was just... Fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> anger. I just wanted to see what he'd do. God. I I from the seaweed. Um, yeah, because he's like, oh, it's so good. I was like, you haven't even read it. It's like, I know. I was like, shut up. 
Um, <laughs> I'd probably be um, Battle Angel Alita. Um, oh. Reading the book, the book is very like it's a it's it's a mangaka man- mangaka. Um, mm. So like it's it's like here this here's this what's gonna happen like this girl we're gonna fight this guy end of this issue. All right, we're gonna learn about more about the girl's past end of the issue. Fight this other dude end of the issue. We're gonna know about the story the the world end of the issue. Where the movie, you know, it, it has to be a movie, so you have to do those five things. At the same time, you have to establish the world, the character, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And when you get to like, uh, you know, uh, manga and reading it as a weekly, you have the pleasure of like going slow. So you're just like, cool. I don't even know what this is about, but I like the artwork and this looks like it's kind of interesting. It looks like a little bit of a play of Astro Boy a bit. I don't know. We'll find out. And uh, the film, I think, was just like, it's such an underrated film. And I, I fucking love the movie. Um, and I want a sequel so bad. But yeah, reading, I have the hardcover book and um of the first volume and i know there's several volumes so i'm like yeah if i go from volume one to the movie i would say the movie is a better read or better watch because they also take liberties of characters you know like marshall ali's character um isn't a black dude in the manga but it's like oh okay cool like i like this because it makes the world actually feel real and not like played by blade it doesn't feel just homogenous like one you know race in this world or it's like oh this feels like Everyone lives here and stuff like that. So um, that that'd be my pick. One nice. movie that felt more compelling than the book. Um, if I could say Prestige, but I never read the book. But you know, yeah, there's a lot of movies that I really love that I know have source material that it's like, well, yeah, my reading like Blade is so Runner. Long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. Everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. That has been the Nerd On Update. Everybody that sent in questions, thank you. We love answering your questions, so please yeah. send them in. Uh, nerdon.io backslash questions or questions at nerdon.tv or slip and slide into that discord or oh, no. our dms or oh, comment okay. there's a lot just send us questions it's fun stuff but uh put some of that homemade lube on and slide no, in no, 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 thank you so much for listening do stop by rate and review us wherever you listen that kind of stuff does help us it helps us to know what you think and to get better from there and uh, share us with your friends your family all the peeps. But uh, yeah, that's it. You know the drill. As always, Nerd on! Nerd on.